The Hump, episode 42, Booze Vacation. Welcome to The Hump, your show about how to get one over in this thing called life. This is Brent Bowen. Chad Beeland. And what are we drinking tonight, Chad? I, I, I'm feeling a little guilty. We're just sipping, sipping brews, but when we get into the topic, maybe not so guilty, really. But You can you shoulder that load, I uh, guess. Yeah, I, I'm feeling all sorts of guilt these days. So <laughs> You got to get past that shit, man. I know. So I brought you uh, a little Central Standard Brewing from Wichita. It's a Drop Top Caddy. It's actually kind of a sour. And I love the artwork. The artwork's amazing. They've upped their their game that way. They have. Yeah, they've definitely upped their game. And what are you drinking? It's a little collab with Omnipolo and Duggies from Sweden. Duggies. Is that like doing the Dougie? Like the dance? But if it's from Sweden. I think the brewery's older than the dance, but I'm not sure on that. (laughs) But uh, I don't even want to pronounce this. It's like the Ericus. All right. Well, we'll great can art. As always, from Omnipolo. Yes, very nice can art. Well, maybe I can get my former Swedish sister-in-law to be able to help pronounce the the thing you were struggling with. I don't think it's there, Swedish. So. You don't think it's Swedish? No. Hmm. Why didn't you bring me one of those? You always keep the Omnipolo. From Sweden. You always keep the Omnipolos to yourself. Shit's hard to get. Oh, my God. You just got to bring me the Wichita beer. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got an interesting... is. Folks may remember we've been doing this whole drinkery set. We're doing drink sessions, basically. Yes. It's like a drink series. And we've had a couple guests on that. Have been some good, some bad, but all industry related. All industry. Are you saying what? What's good? Some of the information has been, you know, like some of it's tough topics. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought some of it, some of the time we were. Well, good I, and some that's of the probably times true, we too. Bad. Yeah, we're on. Sometimes are better than others, but. Probably, probably. And that now this time what we're doing is we've covered kind of crappy things that have been going on in the industry. We've been talking about some encouraging things that have been going on within the industry and some great watering holes. This time we're going to talk to somebody who's made and might be encouraging people to make a little bit of a lifestyle change, even if it's just for a little while to to take a vacation from booze. So it's aptly named booze vacation. We'll ask him some reasons why he approached that. And so our guest this week is Clifford Steffen. And we're very pleased to have Clifford on. He is the founder of booze vacation. Booze vacation is a website in a self-guided lifestyle experiment where one relearns life without booze and prove that we can have more fun longer while enjoying that almost sounds like a blue pill kind of commercial more for more fun longer. I was thinking that, <laughs> which is apropos for all the, all the men, including Clifford based on our age. So where one can relearn life without booze and prove that we can have more fun longer while enjoying the numerous benefits of looking and feeling better along the way. Clifford, welcome to the show. Brett, Chad, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. My first podcast, I feel so big and important. Well, we'll, Promise to be mildly gentle. 
Maybe. <laughs> Sounding strange tonight. Like a weird innuendo going on. You got some weird blue pills and, mm. and being and being gentle. We may be schooled. We need to have Alana back on to remind us how uh, we're being, how we need to behave. Yes. So, hey, Clifford, tell us, tell us a bit more about Boo's vacation. Yeah. So I, after 30 years of drinking and kind of living, you know, bro focused existence, you know, real active with my buddies and sports and, you know, we're, we're all seems like we're trying to be like we were in high school and, and just, you know, raise hell and have a good time. And, you know, we, we got, got through college, had families and, you know, work and, and over time, I noticed that it was kind of a struggle to kind of keep all the ball spinning and, and the fun, fun hanging. And after I was actually pushing 47 at the time, and I was, I've kind of always been focused on health and health and wellness and fitness. And I got a degree in nutritional science. And so I've always kind of experimented with different diets and things like that and kind of pretty much tried everything, but stopping my drinking. You know, I tried meditation and different driven diets and different breathing techniques. And I finally listened to like a four hour book and it kind of inspired me to take a break. And I took a, I decided to take a year off. And in order to kind of throw my buddies off of they're about to give me shit about not drinking or what I was doing, I just said, I just coined a phrase, Hey, I'm taking a booze vacation. And, you know, they were confused or they thought it was funny and, and you know, it wasn't really that big of a deal anyway at this point. I think when you get a little bit, you know, you get more into your thirties, forties, you know, guys understand that there's some, probably some benefits to, to taking a break. Maybe in your twenties, they might be a little harsher about the reaction, but yeah. And I just had a really awesome transformative experience with it. And I just found that things were just easier and better and, yeah, so I just wanted to kind of share it with my peers and get some other buddies to try it. And, you know, honestly, I, I did rope in a few, but most of them, it just kind of, they weren't buying what I was selling. It's clearly a tough, it's a tough topic. And, you know, honestly, it, it kind of frustrated me. It's like, hey, I have this really awesome, really impactful experience. It's not sobriety, you know, if you want a low dose edible, you want nicotine, it's, you know, it's a break from booze, you know, let's, you know, just give it a try. And yeah, it was, it was a little, a little frustrating that I wasn't able to get a better impact on some buddies. And, you know, I think we all have buddies that could, could use a break and would benefit from it from a health perspective, from a family perspective. And so some of that frustration and angst and just really kind of grooving on, you know, my experience with a break, I found pretty compelling. And since I couldn't, I could only annoy my buddies for so long, I decided to just kind of put it out and, and I formed a nonprofit. And so kind of the intent about it is, you know, cut the tagline, take a break and upgrade your life. And it's not about sobriety. It's not about permanent abstinence. It's simply taking an extended break. And I think really the crux of it is changing the association between booze and fun and friends and events. And after 10, 15, 20 years of booze and fun and friends and events, it gets pretty ingrained in the system. And as guys in particular, which I'm kind of focused on, you know, pick up more responsibilities, have less me time, have less time to work out. Oftentimes the times with your buddies just gets condensed down to 
having a beer instead of being active and engaging and things like that. And so I, I wanted to kind of play on that theme of, okay, well, if we're here to have fun and be active and play and goof off and act like we're in high school still, like what, what lifestyle will precipitate that? And so this is a very long answer, but maybe I should stop and take a breath. Uh, no, 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 no. On on. It's kind of, kind of a random, it's kind of a random path that, that, that happened that, that laid out in front of me. And I was just kind of like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to be, I'm going to be that asshole that talks about it. And, and that's the other, that's the other interesting thing I found because I'm a really social guy and I'm kind of the weirdo that talks about it and then asks about it. And I just see that there's just a real, not reluctance to talk about it, but it just doesn't really come up in any meaningful way with, with, with buddies, you know, they'll say, Hey, I was super hungover and, you know, wait, you know, ruined for a couple of days, but there's never any actual insights. There's never any buddies that are taking an extended break so they can share their insights. And so there's no real meaningful exchange there. And <laughs> the rub it with booze is, you know, your wife can tell you to stop drinking or your family member or whatever, but you're not going to listen to them. And if your buddies, your buddies could actually probably influence you or, or, you know, at least kind of give you an example and they're not. So it's kind of like, okay, this is problematic. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, I, I heard two key things in there that I know we want to explore a little further with you. One is kind of the transformational experience and the insights. I think it's interesting. You talk about the buddy may be able to influence you. I never in my wildest dreams would think about even becoming a, a vegetarian. What what are you now? I'm an advanced flexitarian. An advanced flexitarian. And I never w- thought I would do this either. But yeah, I'm down to plant-based diet at no more than four meals a week. I'm not cutting it completely out of my life, but you know, yeah, definitely and, trying to limit it. And your nice conversation on the subject has me seriously considering after I've been counting how many meals I've, I'm actually tracking this week, how many meals I've had with, with protein, like meat. Yeah. Where are you at? I, I am at, what is today? It's Thursday. I'm at 12. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. So, so. yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do the same thing with him, like subtly and just kind of nudging. A Have me bit. watch it, you know, a documentary or something on the subject. So I know we want to explore the transformational experience. The other thing is we're going to explore, and I know Chad wants to cover this, are the objections, right? Like you're talking even having that hard time chatting about that with a buddy. So first, let's talk about you. You said you had a bit of a transformative experience. What benefits did you see? Yeah, that's a great question. Now, a lot of kind of subtle things happened over time, but, you know, I think boozing, you know, it takes up a lot of your bandwidth in your brain. You know, oftentimes you have a big weekend, you're pretty damaged for a couple of days. So you're lamenting about, oh, I kind of overdid it. I probably shouldn't have done that. And then, and then you're kind of spending a couple of days trying to get back at it, get some work out the door. And then at the same time, you're kind of planning, okay, what's going to happen this weekend? What's going on? Who's doing what? You know? And so it's, you, it's, it takes up a ton of bandwidth. And it, as silly as it sounds, it's almost like your psyche or soul is kind of, it's kind of like in the background going, really? We're going to do this again. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, we're going to play this, like, you know, we're going to kick our own ass again, you know, after this last time. But so there's, there's some of that, but I have a business. I have a family. I like me time. I like to be active. I like to be physically fit. 
and I, and honestly, I just had a hard time doing it. I was I was stressed a lot. I was you know hard time sleeping, hard time focusing, overeating, indigestion, overcaffeinating, yada yada yada. So I just wound up being very kind of less productive and less calm and and kind of more varied moods. And so over time, it just you know you're sleeping better, you're feeling better, you're dropping weight. Your less aches and pains, and your mood stabilizes. So you're not kind of high and low, and you're not. And you know, I'm kind of priding myself on. It's, it's going to sound a little woo woo, but you know, I do think that being present is kind of the key to happiness. You know, you're not you're not worrying about the past or or the future, but you're kind of just in the moment and you're doing what you can. And and again, trying to be <laughs> trying to be present when you're you know in that boost cycle is tough because you're. You know, oftentimes you're looking back and going, oh, that weekend was great. I wish I was doing that or that weekend was great. And then the hangover sucked. I wish I didn't do that. And then what's going to happen? So there's lots of lots of looking forward and looking back and not being engaged and present and doing the best that you can. And, and of course, when you're not as productive, then you're kind of more stressed. And yeah, I did notice this other thing that, you know, was pretty eye-opening in this four-hour book, Alcohol Lied to Me. They kind of mentioned how there's kind of negative feedback loops when you're drinking, especially when you're drinking, you know, you have a big weekend and then you're kind of trying to get back at it. The hangover is over, but there's definitely like a background of stress and unease, you know, and it might be kind of high or low, but it's there in the background. And when you're starting your week off on a Monday or Tuesday, when you have all the stuff to do and the party's over and you got to, you know, get back at it. And then you got this added stress and unease little foggy, so you're not as productive. And so it kind of just snowballs and it winds up, it kind of seems like <laughs> your fun gets kind of condensed and consolidated into the weekend and the rest of the week winds up being kind of more just, you know, trying to move piles of rocks. And that didn't feel very good because there's more weekdays and weekend days. And so, yeah, I'm again, I'm meandering on a bit, but there was a lot of little subtle things that, yeah, just kind of clarity around my mind, more level, better thinking, better productivity, better fitness. You know, not like I was having like a ton more fun, but I was just being more productive, more active, and and those wins were stacking up, and I was just more level and was able to yeah, kind of continue to do what I like to do, which is be real active and attempt to take care of stuff. Although my wife may argue that I don't take care of too much stuff around here, but. <laughs> You're still not as present as she would like, huh? That's right. That's right. Well, I, I pick my battles. Yeah. What was the What was the name of the book that you'd mentioned? Is Alcohol Lied to Me? Was that the title of the book you had? Yeah, Alcohol Lied to Me. It's kind of a kind of an obnoxious name. The guy's awesome. He's like he's like a broadcaster, and he's like a British dude that drank two bottles of wine a, a night, and you know, he, that's my brother-in-law. <laughs> an English journalist that is drinks too much wine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you had sent me that article from the Atlantic that was, yeah. it was really interesting, but that was basically a threshold in that article was basically saying you got to start drinking like two bottles of wine a day to be considered like a level one alcoholic. I, yeah. It was, it was interesting because it kind of broke it down in different, in different tiers and stuff, but I mean, yeah, I totally get that. I mean, a lot of this stuff sounds familiar to me. Like when I was in my twenties where it was power drinking weekends and whatnot, but yeah, I, I guess we just haven't been in that, that mode in quite a while. I mean, I can't even remember the last hangover I've had, but 
And that's not because I'm a well-processed <laughs> alcoholic. It's just that it's not Must terribly nice. frequent. Must I, be nice. <laughs> it's not terribly frequent that I would have six plus beers, you know. Yeah. Not like my buddy Clint. You remember Clint saying was he was like, I just drink and eat processed foods because there are all these preservatives in it and I'll pickle myself up. And if it preserves, mm. like if it preserves bacon, then I can be preserved. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's exactly how it works. <laughs> how it works. Yeah, <laughs> exactly how it works. Clint. Mm. So yeah, that, uh, that article from the Atlantic, I'll have to, I'll have to send you Clifford. It's really interesting. You talked I, about I it. checked it out. I checked it out. I scanned it. It was a long one and yeah. they were kind of meandering history and yeah. And, yeah and, and Chad, your point, they were talking about levels of whatever. And it's funny, you know, you think there's not really an alcoholic anymore, right? In our society, you don't like, I mean, you could drink 10 beers a day and go to work and, you know, have a wife and family and, and you're not drinking till five or six and you're getting your stuff done and everything's fine until something breaks or something like that. So it's, it's it's weird. Yeah, it's a really nebulous hard thing to calculate and it could be it could be fine until it isn't and you know and it does uh, you know drinking tends to perpetuate more drinking and so you have a couple of big drink together a couple of big weekends or covid hits or something like that and you're like hey cool I can drink after my my lunch meeting you know at, and I'm at home and whatever I'm going to try out these new beers or so it could be it could be a little slippery slippery and and even though you're not like a straight up alcoholic, it's still, it's still kind of impacting your life. And it's ultimately, you know, the more you kind of get sucked in and the, the less fun you're going to have. And the more you're just really trying to reach states of normalcy and maybe a little bit of enjoyment. And then if you overdo it from there, then you just tilt out. So you're kind of shooting this narrow target. And then the rest of the time you're kind of in stress and unease. And so, and I've seen it, I've seen it with my upper echelon you know buddies but it's it's a weird thing and it, it, you can do it for decades and it's fine and then you know it, it starts it starts wearing on you so yeah it's kind of a it's a hard thing to track and put your finger on that's totally true and i mean it was this has always been this way but i think covid kind of exacerbated the issue a little bit i mean i i will admit myself you know the first march of to june last year i mean yeah i was like nothing else to do you might as well have a couple more beers and then I got to the point where it's just like, it's not fun anymore. Like, and I didn't go on a complete vacation, but I kind of went on a staycation where, you know, it's not, not important to me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was the, I was the converse. You, you saw my untapped check-ins oh, yeah, like fall nuts. off the fall off the face of the earth. I don't know what it was about the pandemic. I mean, we've seen trend lines where more people are in the Atlantic article references this uh, around alcohol consumption's gone up by the pandemic. I mean, there were, they even did a local, they even, the local TV station even did a, a piece on how people were destroying their livers and they had more incidents of people coming into the hospital from alcohol poisoning and a bunch of other issues related to the pandemic. So we've got this extreme, but I, for whatever reason, I, I and I don't know if I knew I needed to lock in Stefan and be super focused because <laughs> all the shit that's been going on in my world, but it's like my alcohol consumption went way down. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what it was about that. Let's, let's chat about the objections. You, you mentioned your upper echelon buddies, right? And you said you had, you had some 
challenges convincing them what you know what are the objections or hesitation that you often hear from from people when when you broach this idea with them yeah and and honestly i think and it's been it's been a million years since it's been a couple of years since i've i've actually done it but i think what i was trying to do is like wait, hey check wait, out this wait, you're book. turning 49 next week and you did this 47 right so it hasn't been a million years yeah yeah <laughs> no well yeah it was a couple of years ago what I was trying to do is I, I wanted them to listen to this four-hour Audible book. I said, "Hey, it's really, it's really, it's entertaining. It's it's pretty funny. It's quick, and it's you know, it's pretty eye-opening." I'm not saying don't drink, but check it out. And it was funny. They're just like, "Yeah, no, nah, I, I don't want to do that." <laughs> so it was just kind of, it was just kind of. But you know, again, I think it boils down to you know, we get older, we have our roles and responsibilities. We're working hard, we're taking care of business at home. And there's a strong association with booze and fun and guys really up for negotiating their fun. And so uh, if in that current mindset, you know, if that doesn't change, then yeah, it's, you know, they're not going to buy what I'm selling. And so I was kind of trying to say, it's, you know, it's a little bit of the chicken or the egg game. It's like, Hey, you can't see what I'm seeing unless you try. And if you don't, what I, what I don't like about it is, you know, like I said, I'm getting, pushing in my fifties and you're talking about liver issues and stuff like that. I mean, my cousin works in a liver unit and they have 27 and 28 year old male and females coming in with shot livers, like game over type livers. And so I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I do think there's going to be, it's going to precipitate a lot of problems, especially in their mid to late forties. And for us, we're kind of, we're kind of there. So it's like, if you tap the brakes, like, you could have a way better, more fun, active fifties and sixties. But if you don't, you're not really going to be springing back too much. So I'm really just trying to give, you know, it's a little bit, I, I view it a little bit as a little bit of free will that they don't currently have. I kind of feel like some of my buddies aren't driving the car and I know that's not well received, but that's my, whatever, maybe that's my judgy premonition. But like I said, I think if, if they gave it a try, they would, you know, they would see some benefits and they would get some perspective, but yeah, it's a challenge to get there. And I think it's, it's the strongest association and there's no examples of it and people aren't talking about it and it's very habit forming. So, you know, it's kind of hard and it's very ingrained in your events. So it's really hard to kind of decouple that. But I say, Hey, there's, there's nicotine, there's weed, like, come on, like, just okay. like this, let's so cobble together something. So we're clear though, nicotine and weed are cool. Well, again, it's not nicotine or weed vacation or caffeine vacation. <laughs> okay. So that's the next and, guy that you got to deal with for him. But yeah, okay. Yes. So I have my, you know, I have my strange methods. And it's funny, there is a harm score that's a medical term for how much a particular drug will impact your finances, your relationship, and your health. And weed is at 20, nicotine is 26, like meth cocaine and crack are like in their 50s 50 55 and booze is at 72 so booze is the highest i don't dispute any of that i mean what you're <laughs> i mean to your your own words like what you're selling i 100 percent agree like i think weed so much better than alcohol in that respect and but for some reason this country made the decision 200 years ago that alcohol is good and weed's bad. I think George Washington's to blame for some he of that. He is to blame. But according to that Atlantic yeah. article, Washington's to blame for all that. Yeah. Keeping troops morale up. Like, here, here, man, dosing them with alcohol. 
Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's a tough subject. And most people that are out and having fun or whatever, the last thing they want to do is, you know, maybe not the best analogy, but before we got on, I gave the analogy to Brent. It's a little like the Jesus people. Like nobody wants to go to hell, but I just don't want to hear about how I need to repent for my sins. I mean, you know, it's kind of one of those things. Yeah, it really is. And so that's why I think, you know, getting the content in good, well thought out, quick videos and on the website. And I'm very, very particular about not sounding like a church lady or not pointing fingers or not, you know, just really trying to focus in on the themes around fun and health and, you know, kicking ass at work and really keeping it in the guy, guy talk lane. Oh, there's, there's a fair amount of, you know, boner jokes too and, and or lack of boner, which is, you know, having, you know, kind of hard, hard disease problems. Whiskey like dick. Yeah. We've already really? brought up the blue pill. Yeah. Might well. as well stay on, <laughs> may as well stay on theme with whiskey dick. Yeah. is there a minimum amount of time you would recommend somebody to give this a go or is it because you did it a year right that's a great question yeah 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 it is it is so you know it's funny i for starters i think a month or two is a terrible idea because you're kind of baking in the assumption that booze is benefiting me and so i don't want to go that long without doing it. So I'm only going to do it a month or two. And then what happened is it's such a short time that you're going to be like, okay, it's only three more weeks. It's only five more weeks. So you don't ever, you're not forced to learn life without it. You're just kind of like enduring, you know, moping around, you know, enduring this sucks. And then you finish and you're like, wow, that totally sucked. I'm glad, I'm glad I'm not doing it. So it defeats the purpose. So I really like, you know, I picked a year. I'm like, Hey, I've, I, I can pick out every every calendar year of the month and say I, I probably drank that day. So I want to try the opposite and get like a clear a clean slate. But I think we're packaged like three, six, twelve month type thing. But you know, we're, what we're really trying to do is just have enough time and space to kind of get some at bats, go to some parties, go to some events, and get past the awkwardness of it and stack up a lot of wins. You know, start losing weight, start feeling better, start sleeping better, start having more creative energy. And then be like, wow, that's pretty cool. I'm not sure I want to go back to, to how things were. And it's not, you know, after the vacation's over, it's kind of like, okay, now here's your next rule book. It's kind of like, do whatever you want. I just want to give you the time and space to make a, have a more informed decision about this. It's really kind of what I'm going for here. So you did this two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. I did this two years ago. Yeah. Was, it, on uh, Cinco de Mayo. When was your last drink? <laughs> Oh, so I, I finished my vacation and yeah, I, I usually I'll have a beer to max on the weekends and yeah, I enjoy, you know, Lotus edible. If I, if I feel like it, I, like I said, I have my own business and it's good to get out of my head. It's good for creativity and yeah, buddy wants to have a beer. That's fine. I just, it's just not the same. It's not so linked not to fun and it's like, it's not a priority. It's not like I have, and I don't, have the six or the eight and I don't start perpetuating these negative feedback loops that ruin the rest of my week and start pulling me in all these directions. So I was, that's my, that's how I've handled it, but other people will have other approaches. I think a very few people might just not drink it ever again, but I think the majority of the, my target, which is just a social drinker, you know, guys, I think a lot of them aren't looking for sobriety, but I think it's, it's really a healthier relationship with booze if that's possible is what we're going for. I agree. So in this year, what was the hardest part 
of the vacation for you. Oh, in the year that I took it. Yeah. The year you took it and you only took it the one time, right? Based on the, what you, yeah. what you just explained to us, you took it the year. Yeah. Then you're like, after the year, you're like, I have a different relationship with alcohol and have, have just kind of drink a beer or two here on the weekend. But- yeah. I wasn't looking to like never drink again or be, you know, to have a little sober lifestyle. Not that there's anything wrong with that. That's just not, you know, what I was interested in. You know, the, the funny thing is, and this is part of the reason that kind of drives me bonkers, but the hardest part is just getting, you know, it's not the, even the vacation. It's just really collecting enough information and processing it and then going, oh, crap, I think I got to like do this and like kind of come to terms with that. And then once you decide, it's really just kind of like, okay, I'm doing this. And it, again, if it's far, far enough out, you're not saying, okay. Two more weeks, six more weeks. It's kind of like, okay, I got all year. I can't, I can't wait out the clock. I got to stop moping and it's time to start living. And so it was really just getting my brain around it. And, you know, that book, The Alcohol Lied to Me, did that in about four hours. I listened to it. I was like, crap, listen to it again, see if I can get some, you know, maybe a little bit of a window. I was like, uh, shit. <laughs> so I just, I just did it. And it was, yeah, it was pretty clear. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, interconnected negative feedbacks that go in it. And, you know, I honestly feel that if you don't reset this, if you just start in high school, it's fun. In college, it's fun. You know, now I got some money, it's fun. And you never reset that. What you're, what's going to wind up happening is you're going to have less fun and more health problems and a lot less money because you'll be having a lot of medical bills. And it's going to really start creating a, you know, a cost from a quality of life. It's rough on your relationships. You're not as good of a parent. A lot of a lot of big important things that you care about, unbeknownst to you, you know, go by the wayside. And so that's what's concerning with me for me. And so I do think it's there's value in kind of resetting that link. And if you can, I think you can most guys will be able to titrate more appropriately. Some, some probably not, and others will just say, Yeah, this is, you know, I'm over it. But that's not the intent. It's not a stated goal at the end, other than just just kind of like going through it and, and seeing how what yeah. you find for you that works for you. I'm a firm believer in everything in moderation, regardless of what it is. Like too much of anything's not good. Not enough of something can be detrimental as well. So you got to thread that needle and you know find what works for you. Yeah, that sounds that sounds great. <laughs> even the things that go come in needles in moderation things that go in needles like the the conversation we were having last time about certain friend of ours he said once i hit 80 i'm gonna go ahead and just go to the wow. needle in moderation even that i mean at that point <laughs> at 80 at 80 it's probably okay yeah <laughs> in moderation in moderation you were saying clifford i'm sorry i just i just had to clarify with my man here <laughs> Yeah, no, I just, it's funny you mentioned like, you know, everything in moderation and I, you know, that's the rub. I think it's really tricky for guys to thread that needle and because what you have with booze is tolerance and over time you need more for less effects. And so you're either forced to drink more to kind of get the desired result or drink a similar amount for less results. And most guys are apt to have an extra beer or two versus have less less achievement of enjoyment or fun that they're, they're seeking. And so 
and that's where it starts and it, it can progress. And so, you know, <laughs> if it was a consistent, reliable, I had my three drinks and I'm good, I wouldn't be here because, you know, that it would, I would be happy as a clown drinking my three beers, you know, whatever, but it didn't work, you know, kind of like you, you were saying, Chad, about, you know, it's, it's just like anything, there's that, you can only, you can only hit that lever so many times and you're just kind of like, okay, no, this is, you start getting diminishing returns. Yeah. Well, this has been a really interesting discussion, Clifford. I'm glad you came on to kind of share. I, I'd not, well, I'd heard of harms, I think one other time from you, but I'd forgotten that whole harms quotient. So learning some things just about the health relationship of different things that you consume and put in your body and even talking about this notion of hitting the reset button has been interesting. Is there anything else that you'd like to to mention that we may have missed just in our, our conversation here? No, but it's June 3rd. Well, I guess that's yes. It's June 3rd. And yeah, we're, we're relaunching our website in a few weeks. So yeah, I'd love for listeners to check it out in a couple of weeks, maybe by mid-June. Real proud of the marketing. I think it's pretty clear, not preachy. And I think we did a pretty good job of attempting to sell ice to the Eskimos. So yeah, boozevacation.com. Yeah, boozevacation.com for folks who are interested in learning <laughs> more. And speaking on the preachy quotient, you ready to play a game of Triple D? Absolutely. All right. So we're, we're going to go through it with everybody. So folks, if you've not listen to us before and folks that have been back they know how this is done we play each week or when chad and i get together if it's not each week we play a round of triple d and that's where we throw out a scenario usually it's bad behavior and we have a discussion around whether it's a dick douche or dumbass move and this week's triple d move apropos for the the fine line you're walking is what do you call someone who gets overzealous about your vices and proselytizes their solution. Is that a dick douche or a dumbass move? And I, I will tell you, Clifford, before we get too far into this, Chad and I've had a discussion about podcast co-hosts, whether it's a dick douche or dumbass move to play a game like Triple D. So just know no one's immune to this. Right. <laughs> am, I, am I kicking this off? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would classify it as a dick move. Hopefully not. You know, I don't think it's a douche or a dumbass. You know, it, and it really depends on, you know, the intent, right? If you're trying to help a buddy or if you're even, even if you're talking shit, you're, you're still, you know, you're still within your friend lane line. So yeah, you can be a little bit of a dick and they don't want to hear about it, but, and yeah, obviously it's how you, how you do it, but it's uh yeah, I think it's a dick. You have a thought on this? Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> no, I mean I'm I've regularly been referred to as a dick. Like, yeah, I don't I agree. It's you know you think it's a dick move? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You think it's a dick move? I'm gonna provide a little bit of a different perspective. And so I'll angle this. And just so you know, Clifford, this whole thing was an invention of my wife, so we can blame her for all this, but I actually think it's a douche move. And what I associated this with was how you have a very dickish reaction whenever I try and recommend a movie or a TV show to you. 
Wait, yeah. my, my reaction's dickish. Yes, your reaction. Can my be di- dickish reaction is based <laughs> yeah, on your douche. Based on my douchery, <laughs> right? <laughs> so your dickish All right. reaction. I sell is, what you. I got it now. Is based on my douchery uh-huh. of going. My taste yes. is impeccable. Right. You would be my, foolish not to watch, watch my movie. Watch my movie because anything I can similar to a solution. My solution mm. is the way, right? So there's this holier than thou, yeah, preachiness to it. That, and that's one of the criteria we use, Clifford, is basically that there's this belief generally that you're better than someone for douchery. So that's all right. Yeah, that's I, I'm gonna call it a do, I'm gonna call it a douche move. I, I'll go with that. Yeah, I, I'll say it's it's. Douche with an essence of dick. With an it. essence yeah. of dick. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Clifford? To my response. I, I yeah no I think you're I think you're onto something there. Yeah, I always try and recommend movies and TV shows, and he's like, no, it's kind of like it's kind of like Tony Stark in the Avengers. He's like, don't hand me shit. That's typically his reaction. He's like, D- don't be no. I'll I'll find what I want to watch now. Thank you. The one exception to that. And I got a little pass was Ted Lasso. Yeah. After I, after I recommended Ted Lasso, he finally watched it. He goes, you I want to check that out. I want to check that out. I heard that's killer. New season comes out next month. I'm so excited. So excited. Well, Clifford, it's been a joy. We've had triple D for this week. Just so everybody knows we're a little split on this. We were Dick, Dick douche. And then Chad, I convinced him based on our, real life example of how we really operate with one another when we're having a beer is that my douchery results in his dickishness. So that's, <laughs> that's, well said. that's triple D this week. Clifford, it was great having you on. Hey, thanks so much for having me guys. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So everybody check out Clifford and booze vacation at boozevacation.com. Thanks for hanging with us tonight. If you've enjoyed today's episode, go out to the Hump Podcast website and sign up for our newsletter. Remember, you can catch us live on Facebook now pretty much every Thursday at about 6 Central. And don't forget to rate us and leave us a comment on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. All right, everybody. Take care. Cheers. Thanks, guys. 